Welcome to the Space of the Waste, featuring host Melody Edmondson. Do you struggle with the right look to complement your body shape? Have you tried so many different looks and styles only to be disappointed time and again? You've landed on the right program. We'll show you how to make the right style work in your favor. Now, here is Melody Edmondson. Welcome to the Space of the Waste. Thank you so much, all of my listeners, for tuning in to the Variety Channel of Voice America. This is Melody Edmondson, your host. If you have missed a few episodes, please go to www.voiceamerica.com. And if you want to see a visual of any of the body shapes with face with waist links, body shape waist length, please go to my Pinterest boards under the space of the waist. And then you can see the body shapes, circle, square, triangle, rectangle, you know them all, and the waist length, balance, short or long. And go to your board and look at your clothes. This is a visual that I have for you. Today, I am very, very happy to introduce Stevie Rose. She is a very big shot at her new company, (laughs) Voltus. And we're going to talk about what I'm interested in is uh, when I met Stevie is all of her artistic ability. So today, here is Stevie Rose. Hi, Stevie. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good, Melody. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. So tell us a little bit about you and your creative endeavors and kind of how you got um, all of your talent. (laughs) Oh, that's a big question. Um, Okay, well, um, my name is Stevie Rose, and I have such a variety of interests that I've never been able to contain myself to one medium for very long. For, you know, the majority of my life, I saw that as a something to not be proud of. But um, in the last year, so many things about my life have changed and I'm learning to embrace that part of myself and really just explore every artistic and professional pursuit that gives me that light inside of my heart. And so to (laughs) be specific, um, I think my love for people and creating beauty in this world that's not always very beautiful. True. um, I, I like to think that that was planted by my grandmother, my dad's mom. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, that's okay. Right out the gate. With- <laughs> um, my, my dad's mom, her name was Laura B. And I called her mama. She was a woman who had endless love for people. And it didn't matter what task she was doing throughout her day. She found a way to breathe her life and her love into that, whether it was cooking or uh, planting her garden or um, she did a lot of work and sewing. 
she made every space that she belonged to more beautiful. Oh my gosh. Wow. Sounds like my mom. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were talking about that. Um, so she is my, my constant guidepost. Every time I have a moment of uh, self-criticism or doubt, I remember that what I'm doing is not about me. It's about walking into rooms and making them bigger so that the next person has space to be exactly who they are. That's what my grandmother did. And that's what I try to do everywhere I go. Oh, that is just wonderful. More people <sighs> like you, the world does need. Stevie. Um, my mother was very creative. I'm not creative like my mom is. And her mother was creating a creative as well um, in different ways. You know, my grandmother was a seamstress and she knitted, she crocheted, she painted. Mother could draw, paint, wallpaper, make beds, make, tear out a closet, get a handyman over and tell him what to do, paint. You know, she could actually, she made costumes. She did sewing. She made all of my most important ensembles or prom or when I got to college, my homecoming outfits and all of that, I do not have that kind of talent. I can think them up, but I can't make them. I can think them up and draw them very, very, very poorly because I'm not a sketchist <laughs> at all. I mean, your daughter would be much better than I would. And, and in fact, I know she is because I saw some of her work on the airplane. So I'm saying uh, I'm a bad drawer, but... I know what I want and I know what I like and I can pick them out. You know, I can select them, you know, and I have kind of a sixth sense about. I feel like you picked me. I mean, we met in the strangest of circumstances. I I think the universe brings me everyone that I have on the show. I have met. I confirm that. Yes. So many beautiful hearts. I cannot tell you, you would love everyone. And I always I'm starting to tell people this because it happened anyway. All of my guests that have been on my show are now getting in touch with each other and helping each other. It's like a support group. You That's know, so beautiful. It's just fabulous. And they, they get in touch with each other and they share things. And whether it's the 3D sizing or the... Uh, Uh, lifestyle trends that they see happening or the custom sewing or custom whatever. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that kind of thing. I've even had interior designers on here and interior designer. And I had spoken to a friend of mine who's an interior designer who doesn't like to speak like that. So, but she told me what she thought was happening. And then I talked to the woman in New York who knows exactly what's happening also, but she says, and then on the other hand, what are they buying? You know, that's the other thing. Here's what they're actually doing. And that was very interesting because it's not always the same. So back to you, tell me uh, more about what you are. uh, I saw those drawings you were doing, by the way, of those flowers. I don't know if they were poppies or, whoa, that was gorgeous. So Thank tell me, you. what are you going to do with those? Make wallpaper, make fabric, or you don't know yet? Well, um, 
so this last year, I, I briefly mentioned has been a year of transition, uh, <laughs> exponential growth, transition, the blessings that are coming my way. I can't even take a moment to really properly express gratitude because they're coming so quickly. Um, about a year ago, I, for the first time in my life, chose my own happiness. And as a person who was socialized and brought up as a girl, that's not a common theme that we are taught at our core. We're taught that whatever room we walk into, we need to observe the others in that room and conform to the expectations of that room and make sure you don't make anyone uncomfortable there. Yes. And I've spent 30 years making myself smaller. And last year, last August, I chose myself. I left um, my marriage that I had been unhappy in for years. And it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do because so I looked around and I, I saw that it was the choice that I needed to make for myself. And for months I struggled with, well, yeah, I certainly could change my life right now and I could leave my marriage, but I would be hurting every single person that I know. And it took a lot of, a lot of growth to decide that I loved myself enough to make that choice. And ever since that moment, I've been presented one opportunity after another to choose myself and my happiness and my growth and my love for people. And yes. the universe is just showing out. I don't know. No. I don't know how else to say it. Um, You're a unique expression of God, the universe, nature, whatever your beliefs are, and you must honor that. Absolutely. I mean, that's so how I feel. I feel. I feel so strongly connected to my ancestors. I believe that my my mama is still walking beside me every single day. That's my dad's grandmother, the one I told you about. Um, Your dad's grandmother or mother? Or my dad's mother, yeah. Right, your grandma. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so um, I find myself the most happy when I get to spend at least a small portion of my day creating something. And I do visual art in all mediums, um, except I'm, I'm not great at taking pictures, but everything else, I think I'm uh, pretty capable. Um, I, I paint, I draw. Um, my oil painting, I started when I was six or seven with my grandmother. And she wow. had taken all of the courses at like the local senior center for how to do oil paintings. So she taught me this pretty standard method. She also taught me very young how to sew on the sewing machine. And she was um, a very skilled tatter, which is a very, very complex type of crochet almost. Like it ends up looking like crochet, but you just have, it's like a shuttle with thread that comes through it. And it's how people make lace by hand. If oh it's my. not, yeah. Wow. Um, so uh, she taught always, you that? No, 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 no. No, that's I was, just I was what seven. she did. Okay. That's what she did. And she handed <laughs> right. me a crochet hook and some yarn and said, figure it out, you know? Yeah. And I did. So um, so I think the, the artistic 
medium that I've been working in the longest, most consistently is uh, fiber arts. So knitting, crochet. Um, during 2020, when we did the, when we did the pandemic, <laughs> um, and and we were all stuck in the house, I decided yeah. that that was going to be the year that I just knitted. Bought in. <laughs> Yeah, or, I just did fabric it. art, all kinds of things. <laughs> yeah, so I did so much knitting that year, and I what did you actually, make? Oh, I'll have to send you pictures. Um, okay. I did a lot of commission work, and okay. it was the first year that I started charging my actual appropriate cost. Yes. It used to be that I would do commissions for people and just charge uh, the supplies and not consider my time in the equation. Um, not fair. Not fair, and I learned that um, if anyone else is going to value me, I have to value me first. That is so true. And since you're living in truth now, Stevie Rose, yes, must be, you know, forth, forth with that. You know, I honor right. myself. So I, how am I going to do that? I'm going to charge what I would want per hour for this. And yes. what it, you know, you look at the competition out there and how much better yours is. And <laughs> it's, it's a very hard thing to do um, to judge your own work, you know, uh, I know, because, again, as women, we are trained to think that everything that we do could be done better. Did I, I know I your, did, your rings? Yes. Did, same thing. But I did the same thing with that because uh, it costs so much to make because I didn't know how to make them myself. <laughs> right. And then I realized that's why I'm not a designer is because I think I'm up and I have to have other people do it. Um, if I love it enough, I should learn how to metal work, how to be a goldsmith myself. Then you make your jewelry. Otherwise, it's just buying the gold and buying my rings would be, uh, that first of all, cost me 3500 and they right. usually triple my husband, who's ex-CEO of many, many, many female you know, women's clo- clothing companies. And anyway, they can carry everything. Yeah. Can I interrupt you? Because yes. I, want, I want to stop this narrative in its tracks. <laughs> Good for you. Um, <laughs> I respect what you've said, but I have to disagree with you. Okay. You are a designer. You are an artist. I have seen your work product. And this idea that we have to be the uh, the thinker, the creator, the executor, the deliverer, the marketer, this idea that as that we've absorbed as women, that we have to do all of it with no help is another tool of the patriarchy that we are just allowing to continue. Women and humans, all of us, we were designed and we thrive on community. Yes. I have skills that you don't have. You have skills that I don't have. And it is this dividing force that pervades our society that allows that narrative to continue. Okay. You're bringing beauty into the world, even if you're not the executor of your idea. Okay. Men don't have this. Um, Dilemma. <laughs> they don't. I'm sorry. They don't. We have, and I, I'm speaking broadly and I'm probably going to have some dissent here, but no, you probably won't. But if you do, it's okay. We invite that. It makes for good radio. <laughs> well, I have seen in my life that men attack projects where they're at. They don't wait 
to be good enough to make the painting. They don't wait to be good enough to tell their idea to other people. Men are very, very good at delegating, right? And women, we are taught that delegating is just admitting that we can't do it all. And that's terrible because our only value is in what we do. Okay, I, I strongly disagree. Okay. I strongly disagree. Oh, you have value. You may have just made my day. <laughs> you have value exactly as you are with your ideas alone. Okay. And using your community as a resource is not a failure. That is what we are designed to do. We are designed to come here, love other people, find our tribe, and build things that make the world different. I... I believe in agreement, 100% agreement on that. And so I'll, I'll get off my soapbox for a minute. <laughs> oh, no, I'm glad you told me that because it, it makes me feel better. I've always felt I'm just not creative enough. I'm not good enough because I can't do things by myself. But trust me, if I tried to do it, it would look like crap. It takes years to have that craftsmanship. I've spent my years and what I know, I always tell people, I know one thing. I know one thing really well, and that is fashion and color and proportion and silhouette and what looks good on people. And I'm honest and I'm truthful about And I've taken your advice and, you know, we've been in background here, guys. We've been texting back and forth for a few months since we met on an yes. airplane randomly. Yes. And <laughs> Melody's been sending me, you know, fashion tips and I've read her her first book. And it's changed my confidence in how I present myself aesthetically to the world. Absolutely. I've always, I've always lacked that skill, Melody. I, um, it's like I can look at the fashion industry and I can see right. the rules. But there's so much tried. to go there's through. So it takes much. so much time, you know, to do it, you know, and just to be able to filter through and, there and see go. what's good for your body. That's but right. You have, you've done it. Yeah, I can. You just have to bypass a bunch of things. As I remember, you're not short waisted. You're balanced or long waisted, so you have very good. Right. You have really perfect proportions, so you don't have to worry okay. about being short waisted like I am, or real, real long waist with real short legs. Which is, you know, you got to take this into consideration. Somebody has to cut off two feet of a skirt. You know, and I'm just trying to get people to make clothes by the right proportion and the right waist length. It'll save fabric. It'll be sustainable. We won't have all this landfill. I mean, you just saw where Sheen, that fast fashion, just gave $50 million because of their problem they have with with landfill. And... um, this is a huge thing in the industry is to get the fit right so that you don't waste so much. But now right. I'm getting on a bandwagon, which I'm going to get well, on. But I'm so yeah. happy that I've helped you feel you good about have. yourself. You're, you, you absolutely know? have. Um, and, you know, with what I do, I, I go into a lot of rooms that are very male-dominated. Oh. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and fashion has always been something that I absolutely just like, I don't have the energy for that. My brain's on other things. So this is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about community. I don't have that skill set and I don't have the capacity to learn it either. But by reading your book and following like your suggestions, 
I and like those like, black basics or your brown or yes. gray, you can just have almost like a uniform. You know, this is what I have to wear for work. You don't have to worry about it for anything else. But mm-hmm. I mean, you can be, okay, this is my wheelhouse for my money and I'm making mega bucks. So I'm going to go in in my black <laughs> gorgeous suit and I'm going to feel like a million dollars and I'm going to give my presentation and get the account. And then I'm going to go home and I'm going to change, pick up my daughter, go get ice cream, get on the whatever. And it's so funny because I know that I think our conversation on the plane started with you complimenting the dress that I was wearing. I was wearing a black uh, empire waist dress with white polka dots. Okay. Yeah. And kind of okay. some flared sleeves yes. for the shoulders. Very nice. Um, <clears throat> and the hilarious thing about that is, um, I'm sure you saw that and you're like, oh man, she's got it put together. When I tell you, my four-year-old picked it out at the store and said, that looks like you, mommy. <laughs> and I wear that dress more than anything else in my closet when I am presenting myself. You may my have a little designer sphere. on your hand or a stylist, a designer or a stylist. I'll have to tell my stylist, uh, Madeline Ruse and um, Jason Tompkins about her. He, she may have you know, I, in a few years. <laughs> I think Evie has some room in her schedule for, um, you know, being a guest on your podcast. I think you'd have a great time. I will have her on (laughs) for children's wear, what she would like children to wear. I think that would be a very good uh, program. And she can talk about what she'd like to see that she can never find, that she'd love to see. And who knows what she she has to say. And she could probably draw them knowing her. Yes, we actually started um, a painting yesterday. Um, I have been slowly getting my new home together. Yes. When I when I moved out last summer, um, we first got a very small one bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. And in February, when I started for Voltus, it gave me the uh, bandwidth I needed economically to support myself and buy a a larger house and so we have been enjoying ourselves putting our house together and the root the walls there's there's some rooms that are bright coral and I know I showed you yeah talk about I wanted the audience to hear about your rooms because I just loved them can you describe a little bit yeah so I live in it so that a you can create a visual with your words you're good at that okay so I live in a uh, 1970s ranch home you come in from the garage and you're in what was meant to be the dining room but because of its location in the house that's what I use as my office because I do work remotely and I take lots of meetings so uh, you know video meetings yeah. and I was very like I was hyper aware of okay what does my background express about me and what do I want it to say about me? And the the inner knowing that I kept hearing was, Stevie, you're um, you're not a beige person. I'm sorry, but you're just not a beige person. You gotta. No, no you're not. <laughs> and I'm not. So I imagine you with beige. Oh beige, my gosh, beige and taupe, beige and taupe. No, thank and you. And I walked into my home, and it was like this grayish color, which was beautiful. Like it was very neutral and all of that. But immediately, that was the first thing we went to Lowe's for, Evie and I. And I said, "Okay, um, Evie, why don't you pick out a color? I would really like something that's kind of 
pinky, you know. So for your office, yes, for your office. Okay. Yes. And it's actually, um, it ended up being this really bright, um, glossy coral. Ooh, I love that's one of my very favorite colors, of course. The color that Evie picked for the rest of the home is called Lavender Moon. And I, um, very winkle. It's Lavender Moon. And so in the sunlight during the day, it looks like a very light ballet pink. And at night, when when we're artificially lit, it looks like um, the purple that you see in a sunset. Wow. Just very... um, From pink to purple. It's a beautiful color. I'm not trying to sell paint here, but like... No, but I'm loving it already. I'm Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'd like my closet room that color. Yes. And you know what? I actually, so I had an extra room here and I set it up as a closet room. And I love that advice. Isn't that like you get your shoes going, you get your slacks and your jacket, you work on one area, you're going out in another area, your day-to-day sportswear, like what you have on today, your baseball caps and your t-shirts and your, you know, pants. I was so relieved. I was so relieved this morning to find out we're not actually like airing the video of this because it's... (laughs) I feel like you I look darling. Oh my gosh. So funny. Um, I think you but, look so cute. And for all of my single moms out there, um, this closet room idea has been a game changer for me because when I get the laundry out of the dryer, instead of taking it to the couch, folding it, organizing it into piles and like harassing my child, to put their clothes away. I have a table in the closet room where I dump out the clothes and I fold them. And as I'm Mm -hmm. going through things, that's when they get put away. And so it's a one-step process. And it's, I mean. And you can also put an island in there. That's what I ended up doing. Oh gosh, that's such a good idea. Instead of the kitchen, I put my island with uh, drawers on either side. I did have somebody make it. And then I put a slab of marble on there. Yes. Um, can I shamelessly promote my favorite jeweler right now? Yes. Um, okay. Her, her um, handle on Instagram is Bang Up Betty. Bang Up B-E-T-T-Y. That's right. Her name is Stacy, and Bang Up Betty is the company that she founded uh, probably five or six years ago okay. in honor of her cat. She does have a website. Um, her jewelry has been featured nationally worn by celebrities and what she does is she does hand stamped and cast um metal jewelry oh my god gorgeous wait a minute i might have looked her up after yeah, i saw she's met on my you instagram because the, i saw yeah i think i saw her. yes 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 yeah great stuff we, we yeah, talk about the art pieces yes absolutely wearable art and um it's not outrageously expensive like i have no problem affording her custom pieces even. And um, so we were talking before we, we hopped on here about the universe and how things are divinely guided even before we're aware of it. And um, exactly. And I do so believe in that. So before I left my relationship, I had taken my daughter one weekend to one of the local crystal digging uh outdoor areas 
Um, wow. That's kind of what Arkansas is famous for is just, you can just dig pretty much anywhere and get a gemstone out of the ground. Oh like my mine. gosh. And Wonderful. Has, yeah. Um, we had to be I love crystals, by the way. I just love them. They're gorgeous. But um, we collected, you know, all I kept finding were these teeny tiny ones. And I was kind of like, because everyone I was with was finding these huge um crystals like the size of your thumb yeah and I was finding these teeny tiny ones smaller than your pinky nail but I had a little Ziploc baggie of them and I got the idea like okay well I'll, I'm gonna go take these to Stacy and see what she can do she set them in a bezel that is about the size of a silver dollar she's on a uh, a bronze bezel uh, okay bronze bezel uh-huh. So she set the crystals in there and um, they're set in resin. So they actually stick out, which is very atypical for, for crystal like jewelry. 3D? Yeah. Yes. But it's like a little aggressive. Like uh, I got my crystals right here. I'm packing. Don't mess with me. And then um, on the little, I on get, the side of it. She it's put tough. A little, it's a tough look. It's tough. Kind of edgy. Tough. Yeah. Yes. And um, she put this little um, stamp, stamped, um, circle on the side of it that just says no with a period because no love is a complete it. sentence yeah I, and I we were it. still we were like still to see what our yes looks like <laughs> oh man well i wear this necklace anytime i need to feel a little powerful empowered but the really universally kind of spooky thing about this was when I went to pick it up, she had just left it for me on her porch. And so I did like a little porch pickup and I got back in my car and I put the necklace on and I was just beaming and just the absolute joy. I was feeling looking at this necklace because it encompassed so much for me. I had to say no. I had to choose myself. And it was really powerful. And you're going to empower so many other women to do the very same thing, especially if your identity was different than the life you were living. You don't belong in that life. And that is just being who you are. No one can be who they're not. I don't think we're made to come to the planet and pretend to be somebody we're not or be forced into some role or some identity that doesn't feel like our entire uh, empathetic, sympathetic, intellectual soul version of ourself, all of that combined, that gestalt, so to speak, is who you are. You have to unlearn all of the social programming and and see who you are on the inside. Yes. And what I, so the, the moment of universal love that I experienced was when I turned my car back on to leave, this song played and it's called, this is how I learned to say no by Emmeline. I was shook. Oh my gosh. This is how you you had the no. Oh my gosh. That just gives chills all up my back. And um, if I can read for you just the the first couple lyrics there, I think it'll take it home. Please do. Yeah. I'm getting just chills up my back at this moment. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Okay. Finding your truth and living your truth. Now, just uh, like for whatever publicity, whatever, um, I don't own the rights to this song. It's just changed my life. So anyone else? I'm sure she wouldn't mind. Um, (laughs) Says, 
Fuck the apologies. Done being sorry for wanting the things that I want. I broke my back carrying baggage for strangers who only ever did me wrong. Was it more appeasing when I was just pleasing? Look good on my knees. Sucks. You're never going to get me back again. When I got healthy, did that make you hate me? And now I'm never losing sleep. I'm over it. This is how I learned to say no. Take your pretty words and go choke. People talk shit, say they're going to get better. I hold my breath. I can't hold it forever. This is how I learned to say no. Wow. Wow. So for the rest, you're going to have to go um, listen to the song yourself. Um, But I feel like your listeners are going to love that song. I think there's going to be a lot of listeners that identify with that and are very proud of you for taking that very, very important step. I know it took you years to do it, but it really, in a moment, you know, it's like years to get to that point. But then it was like. We talk about addicts hitting rock bottom. That's a common understanding of people that like Mm -hmm. you can't um, have any expectation that an addict will get clean if they haven't hit their own rock bottom from their own perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that is where I was. I hit rock bottom. I could not continue. Relate to that. I mean, I'm 23 years dry of alcohol. So you're talking right now to someone who had to give that up because I just couldn't stick with one or two, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like my jewelry, a thousand's better. <laughs> no, five rings is better than one and five drinks is better than one. But I just found that that's one area where my, um, self-centeredness paid off, meaning I'll just say it was my soul that was weeping, but I didn't like how it was making me look because my face was very puffy and red and my skin was very red and dried out. And I was so bloated from alcohol that the minute I stopped, I mean, everybody thought I lost 25 pounds. Well, on the scales, it was nine pounds, but it was like five inches all over my body. You know, I went from busting out of a size 12 to wearing a size 10 and only weighed nine pounds. But everybody kept saying, oh, my God, you've lost like 30 pounds, you know, and I I just went, yep. (laughs) One of the things. But that's how different I look. And I love not drinking. I don't like it when I'm around people that drink a lot. I don't like Mm -hmm. how they act. Now, some people just drink socially and they just have one or two and nurture it all night. But if you go to a big party or you go to a big festivity, it's usually a -a drink-a-thon and it's no fun for me. So I avoid them like the plague and I go early and leave early because then I can see people before they get, you know. Flushed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly the word I was looking for. Freaking. Um, So now... (laughs) it's it's a good thing and no matter what happens to me during a day i can say but i didn't take a drink you know i didn't take it right and i'm you know very proud of myself over that i am so proud of you thank you 23 years it will be 23 years on august i mean on september the 11th that is so beautiful melody i saw someone 
uh, posted online somewhere the other day. They, they were wearing a shirt and it said, um, your local NA coffee pot has done more to help addicts than the DEA ever has. And I like, I was just, Yes, that's oh. There you go. Poignant. Oh, and here I am with my coffee. Coffee yeah, is me, my thing. Me too. You know, here we are. And you know, our cups actually look yeah, very, very similar. Is yours kind of yeah? And you have little dots on your. Oh my gosh! You've got the it's moon and the moon. sun. At moon and the sun. And I've got the moon and the sun. Oh my goodness! Da da da. We are da, truly da, da, connected da. at our soul. <laughs> I think. Um, can I share with you a, yes. a poem that I've written? No, we're not taking any breaks, so just keep talking. Okay. Okay. So this poem has not been published yet. My, okay. I've had a few poems published in um, some local literary journals. Yay. Congratulations. Um, but this one I have not submitted yet, so this is just special for your listeners. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. Another chill up my back. <laughs> and I think... This then you'll the have moon, to right? send it to me. Then you'll have okay, to I type will. it out. Okay, here you go. Okay. I've titled this poem, Were Woman. And it came to me as I was getting ready one morning when I was still with my previous partner. And I was standing in front of the mirror naked. And for the first time, I saw my soul in my eyes. It was the first moment of clarity there that I got. So... Hopefully, this will mean something to you. Thank you. I'm sure it will. This is called Werewoman. I wrote this in July 2021. I wake up a wild woman. My back arches and my jaw hangs open while I roar. The truth of my beauty is here. Then I find each element and force it to yield, since the world can't handle my nature. My hair is brushed, my stomach is tucked, and my softness is caged and constricted. For a time, I'll make it my mission, checking mirrors just to make sure that the brave, solid warrior resembles a little girl. And when the sun falls, I'll resume my brilliant form, howling and reaching and finally breathing until I am reborn. Wow. I love it. That is absolutely fantastic. That is just beautiful. It, it's truly a sensitive, soulful authentic, truthful, wonderful piece of work, art. And I want a copy of that because it's not just because it's an epic poem, but because it captures the feeling of what so many of us have gone through. How many times have you looked in the mirror and thought, I can't look like this. I can't look like this. But the truth is that you do and you can and you are and you're beautiful exactly how you wake up. You are beautiful. 
I think you have to accept yourself exactly as you are in the moment. And if there's anything you want to change about yourself or anything you want to do, whether it's education or change your haircut or, you know, change your makeup or do away with makeup or whatever it is, I think you first, my philosophy is if you just accept yourself, you won't be fighting with yourself. And then you just do as you need. I find that when I do that, it's like when I go on a strict diet, you know, like I'll say, I just want to lose 10 pounds, you know, or I just want to lose 20 pounds or whatever that is. It's so much harder than if I just say, I, there are a lot of things I don't need in my life, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm being, um, e- I'm eating emotionally or I'm letting things bother me too much, or I wouldn't have done what I did that night because I'm on kind of a strict, I'm just trying to be healthy. And mm-hmm. this is just me, a personal journey. I chose to, you know, because I'm older and I want to eat healthily and I want to eat I have to, I do want to eat those vegetables, whether I want them or not, because I want to have that. And I want to, you know, not uh, use food as an emotional thing. But I find that I just do better if I just say, do what you have to do. You know what you have to do and eat properly, but, you know, also enjoy the journey. Take the ride. You don't need to go to a wedding and never have a piece of wedding cake. You don't need to go to Precisely. a birthday party. I, I lived, I swear to you, I lived 65 years going to weddings, no wedding cake, going to birthdays, no birthday cake. And for 25 years solid, not having any carbohydrates because it was wrong because I didn't want to have that weight. So I finally just one day I said, no, that's not right. And this is my life. People die, you know, and I think, good Lord, uh, I don't want to live my whole life and be that person, you know, that doesn't have a piece of wedding cake or have a piece of birthday cake. Enjoy the celebrations. No, I'm not going to have the alcohol. That I don't want to do because I know the journey that and takes that's your me personal on. Choice. And I'm going to say on the air, because I don't think he'll mind, but my nephew is one year sober. And, he's lost, and he is, first of all, he's a dancer. So he's uh, really, really, really agile now because he lost 80, 60 or 80 pounds or whatever. Uh, and his may not be that much, but that's what it looks like to me. And he's just back looking like he did when he was 20 years old. And I'm just so proud of him because his personality's back and everything's back without diluting it with alcohol. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. Can we dig in here for a minute? Because um, this yeah. is one of the things that I've had to unlearn. So I yeah. too struggled with an eating disorder for 15 years. You did? Um, I did. When I was 11, are you still there? Yeah. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah, I can. I just touched my computer and it went. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. So for 15 years, I struggled with binge eating disorder. And my mother was also a person who suffered from eating disorders her whole life. So okay. when I hit puberty and I was 11, my mother started training me in the ways that she had learned to maintain her beauty because my mom believed to her core and instilled in me that the only value I had, the only hope I had for escaping the poverty that I grew up in was to secure the right husband. 
not to be the rich man myself, but to make myself into what the man wanted so that I could find the right husband who would, you know, like not beat me and whatever. Oh, okay. how lovely. Not beat right, like, like the bar. Such standards were kind of low, yeah. Which okay, doesn't right. fit your intelligence or your soul at all. No, she never saw the abilities that I had. She just said, okay, well, let's, let's contain that a little bit, Stevie, because men don't really like smart women. Um, and I remember she, so I'm 11 and in seventh grade, and she bought me a food journal to start keeping track of what I was eating throughout the day. And of course I'm in junior high. So everyone's like eating together at lunchtime. And if I got home from school and I had eaten too many calories, then I was not allowed to eat dinner with my family. I had to sit at the table and watch them eat, but I was not allowed to eat. That is child abuse. I'm sorry. I completely agree. Totally child abuse. I completely agree. But that set me on my journey. Mm -hmm. And I have been to years of therapy and had help from my primary care physician overcoming my binge eating disorder. And I feel like today I can say that I have about 14 months clean of no toxic eating behaviors. There you go. And And you look fabulous. You look beautiful. Thank you. And look at but your skin. Can I, yeah. Can I say on the air right now? Yeah. I am five foot seven. I weigh 230 pounds. I wear a size 18. And I am not meant to be smaller. I am a big personality. I am a big woman. And if someone in my life can't handle that, there is the door. Yeah. I we have a big aura. You have a big aura. Have you ever met oh. someone that with a big personality and a big aura and a loving soul, loving, generous soul that's skinny and emaciated? Have you ever? I haven't. Well, I don't want to take this time to body shame small people either. Yeah. Because that's its own version of hell. You're right. Um, however, I think that it's been critical for my life to change my relationship with food and understand that there's not a moral, uh, there's not a moral link to the food choices that you make. And yeah, I can tell you that I could have a whole cup of celery and it would be like, you know, 15 calories because mm-hmm. I still know that shit. Yeah. Um, it's never coming out of my brain. So like think learning how to ride a bicycle. Yeah. Think of all the brain space that is wasted right now on yeah. how many calories are in food. Um, generally, and I am not trying to erase the impact that eating disorders have on men, Yes, but generally this is a women dominated issue. Yes. Yes. Um, I am thrilled to say that I hold a very firm boundary with food now. Mm -hmm. And when I have people in my sphere of influence, who talk about food as if it is moral or not to eat a certain item. I take that moment and I dig in and I say, you know what? That's understandable that you voice that. That's how we were all raised, but you are not bad because you have chosen to eat something. You're literally fueling your body. And there's science to back up the fact that when you crave something, that's because your body is deficient in something that is within that food. So when you're craving things that we've taught are bad for us, cake, um, ice cream, carbs, God, the carbs, the carbs, right? I went four years without eating bread. I had convinced myself that I had um, a gluten intolerance 
Mm-hmm. And your body responds to your mental yeah. cognition. So every time I did sneak a piece of bread, I would get full body hives. Yeah, I, I totally believe you. I know. And As you think, so it, so it is. So yeah. it is. So, yeah, the whole I guess as we're like running disorder. out of time here, the, the well, biggest thing time. that, okay, well, I just want. We got, we got about 11, 12. We have three, 11, about 13 minutes. Perfect. I can't okay. believe how fast it's going. Yeah, which I had a two-hour show. <laughs> but yeah, the whole eating disorder thing. I mean, you know, I lived in New York and John and I've been in the fashion industry for many, many years. And we saw many deaths, many uh, emaciated people and too many young girls that got anorexia. And many of them were not diagnosed uh, for a very long time because the, the big thing now, of course, is athletic Athletica anorexia, where somebody runs and they work out and they and they claim that, oh, I've just been working out too much or something like and that. Some, and so it's just another way, another eating disorder. Have you heard of orthorexia? What's that? That is someone who is so confined by the um, conventional knowledge of that day about what is healthy versus unhealthy mm-hmm. that they cannot eat something without obsessing over its contents. So like people who are on keto that they change their entire belief systems to believe in the conventional wisdom, which right now says that your body can function on fat and eliminate all carbs, you know, and then it's, it's cyclical, right? As a, um, like an industry, the whole food, health, morality, oh, yeah. Remember complex when, yeah. cycles. Like, so you're not supposed to have fat at all. And now you're supposed to have an entire diet made out of fat and it cycles and it keeps us in this um, constant state of di- disconnection from our soul and our inner knowing and your body. I know what's, I know what's good for my body. And I believe that regardless of what the food is, whether it's junk food or health food, when it is prepared in love, in positive intention. When I am, you know, when I'm cooking craft mac and cheese for my four-year-old, <laughs> yeah, there's all sorts of bad things in there, but I am preparing it for her in love, in right. positive intention. And that's never going to harm her. I don't think so either. I think I know people that do rituals over their food before they mm-hmm. eat their food. And these people look fantastic. I mean, they, they're healthy people. I don't mean they're a particular size or shape. No, they're a particular joy, love, energy level. Their energy is fabulous. And they always do this little prayer type for their food. And some of them, I've noticed if they get something in it, they do that and there's something in it that isn't registering right with them, they won't eat that part of the food. Like if there is a certain given vegetable or a certain bean that they'll get a funny feeling and then they'll just pick that out. I mean, that's how sensitive they are. They know what's good for their body. That trait is called interoception. When you have the cognitive awareness of your internal operations, that's called interoception. Ooh. I N. T-E-R-O-C-E-P-T-I-O-N, interoception. Um, 
it's worth it's worth developing and yes. that's what that's what uh practitioners of meditation talk about mm-hmm. in being still and yes. listening it's listening to your inner knowing that's your right. inner wise woman your inner right. guide um when i pray i pray to my team because I envision kind of like a group of cheerleaders who only want the best for me. And like, they'll, they'll be guardian angels. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's how yeah, I like think of it. They'll be clapping whether I make the right choice or the wrong choice, because all of the choices that I've made in my life have been critical to my understanding of That's self right. that I have yeah. today. I, I couldn't think change a single choice. No, no. Everything that you do has led to this moment. Uh, I just think this is synchronicity. When I told you I stopped drinking on 9-11, we started our show 11 minutes after 8, so our show will end at 9-11. I just thought I'd let you know that. Which is 11-11 my time. (laughs) I know what that means. (laughs) And I I, I just got another chill off my back. I met my soul mate on well, I've known him for 18 years, but I met him in a romantic way on January 11th oh my God. of this year. I started my new job at Voltus on 222. 22. 222, 111. It's all so incredibly. What happened obvious. on 333? We'll have to note it next year. You'll let me know. We well, need to do another show. <laughs> yeah, on 323, um, that was my soulmate's birthday. Um, and I, of course, my Where, when formal did you education. So when did you meet your soulmate? January 1st? You uh, January your, 11th of this year. January is 11th we, is when you met your soulmate. We met each other in a new way is how I'd phrase it. So okay. I've known him for 18 years. Okay. Um, his as a friend family, or an acquaintance yeah well his family and my family have um, um, history okay um, our parents worked together I babysat his younger brother for years my younger sister and his younger brother are best friends this is in Kansas uh, no, no 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 this is in, in Arkansas okay okay yeah. Um, so anyway, I've known him for 18 years and I always thought he was just so brilliant yes. and um, full of light. Like you talk about the aura. Yes. Like I've always yeah. felt oh, drawn yeah. to him, but he got married and had a child and I got married and had a child. And um, on, I think it was actually, I think it might've been January 1st. He texted me out of the blue. We weren't in regular communication these whole 18 years, we were just kind of like in the physical, you might've been mentally, (laughs) you know, that's funny. You say that. Um, yeah, I, I agree. But telepathically sending (laughs) neither of you physically calling precisely. But on January 1st, I'm 90% sure that's the day it happened. He sent me a text message and he asked me, you know, if I was involved in a certain type of investing and I was like, no, I'm not, but, uh, you know, you can hi. figure it out. You can sure figure it out for him if he needs it figured out, <laughs> but you and said hi. Yeah. 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 And 
kind of caught up on life. I think that first day that we were texting back and forth, I um, like I I couldn't take a shower without my phone. I was obsessed with from, from the, yeah, I had to I had to hear everything he had to say and um I it was exciting to have somebody yeah. on an intellectual wavelength. Yeah, I don't have to explain myself to him. And it's so incredibly beautiful. It's not I mean, work. We, ta- we talked about that on the airplane. Yeah, it's no work. You- no, it's not work. Like, this is I, I hear people say, Oh, relationships are hard. I mean, you know, it's so but it's and I it look at my husband, my relationship's not hard at all. This I get is, to be exactly who I am. And yeah, just love and me, so does and he. And I just love yeah. him. Right. Exactly. So I'm so happy for you. Oh, um, thank you. Me too. We have six minutes left. So okay. I'll let you tell me what you want to say at the end here. Okay. Um. I I want to express my sincere gratitude for knowing me. Oh, thank you. You're gonna make I um glad I met you too, Stevie. You know, when we walked off the plane and my daughter decided that she wanted to hold your hand and not mine, I thought, well, all right, I don't know this person yet, but she's gonna be important to my life. Stevie knows a good vibe. Evie's a lot, she's she picks up on vibes. Like can we if spend she, the last five Evie, minutes talking about my daughter? Yeah. If Evie doesn't like them, it's kind of like what I used to do with my little Gabby. If Gabby didn't like somebody, they're not good. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. But luckily. No, you trust, you trust yeah. the ick. Yeah. yeah. If you feel the ick, you run. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So Evie is a marvelous, loving soul. And I feel. She is. Just. incredibly grateful that I get to be her mom. She teaches yes. me something every day. Every I love day. it. Um, love that. And, uh, you know, she, gosh, one of the phrases she uses all the time is she says, oh, that makes my heart so happy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and knowing my- you has made my heart so happy, Melody. Oh, thank you, Stevie. I that means so much to me. And you make my heart happy as well, as does Evie's. So <laughs> I, I expect to see that little girl one day doing either all of the metaverse clothing uh, to <laughs> yes. sell on the metaverse. And she will be, the number eight pops up in my head. She'll probably be very, very set in her, already heavy in her career by the time she's eight, because kids are doing a lot of this, you know, for these oh, avatars, right. because it's uh, young people's world, not not just young, like she's five and will be eight. I don't know why that happens, but that just popped in my head. Uh, but it's growing and growing, that whole create your own reality in the metaverse, you know, you can create whatever you want, your car, your house, your garden, your anything, your clothing, you can, you can be, you know, six foot, you know, 11, you know, you can be any, you can choose your own avatar, or you can make your avatar so exactly like you. I've seen some of this work where it is freaky. Their avatar looks exactly like them. 
and and let's let's take this a little bit deeper here when we collectively as a society understand that reality operates in the same way that's right that's when we all win that's right we create our world based on our thoughts and our feelings and our thoughts about ourselves and others and what we think we're capable of. We limit ourselves. Um, and uh, this has really been a good thing for me to go through today. Uh, mm. not just about me and my jewelry and being selfish, but just about just the entire world, you know, right now and what we could put out there. What we could. What do they say on? They say on the airplane. When when shit hits the fan, you put your mask on first. There you go. So, you know, to all the listeners out here, spend the next week focused on putting your mask on first before you drain your battery for other people or things that are not important to your core, put your mask on first. And the more people that choose to show up in life that way, the better this world is. I, if you're not healthy, you know, like if mom's not healthy, how can she take care of her children? It's the same philosophy. And ditto for dad. Uh, I'm going to have to sign off, Stevie. I really hate to end this, but we're going to have to. And we'll have to get together again sometime and do another show. And we'll do progress checks. Oh, no, we won't. We'll just be where we are, wherever we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for being on my show today. And I send you love and light. And please give Evie love and light and a great big hug for me because um, I want her to know I was thinking about her and thank you. I I'll have tell to, her. I have to sign off. Can I um, send us off with yes. my daily affirmation? Yes, you may. I am safe. I am in tune with my feelings. I am aware of my senses. My body belongs to me. The only pain I endure is the pain I choose. I am divine. I am magic. I am light. I honor and worship the divine in me and others. I am protected. I am sacred. My heart's desires are fulfilled. My favorite self is present. I love love you. I love you too. Thank you so much, Stevie Rose. Thank you for listening to The Space of the Waste. Please join host Melody Edmondson again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next time.